So today's guest is someone that's really special to me because she came into my life just at the beginning of my whole self-care journey. And it was when I was really upset about how I was looking. Every time I looked in the mirror, I felt I was seeing the same version of me, which was a bit drab. I was playing it safe. And I knew a lot of people around me were being far more creative and vibrant about how they styled themselves. And so I got in touch with Lulu Story, who set up Styling Story, which is a service that she offers to women who are ready to rediscover themselves, who are looking for style confidence, who want to make their selves look as good as they can feel inside. And so I reached out and I think that might actually be where I started the whole process of wanting to make myself feel better, look better and act better. <laughs> so welcome to my podcast, Lulu. Hi, Sinetra. Thank you for that gorgeous welcome. No, it was really, really empowering. It really broke some moulds for me that I didn't even know existed. You've got such an unusual approach to looking at people's lifestyles and inside their wardrobes. So what I want to ask you just to introduce yourselves to my listeners is what is your philosophy based on? What is your whole, pre what is your raison d'etre? So for me, I have always loved clothes, fashion, art. And I have a very strong memory as a child of one of my best friends had parents who were very creative. And I used to step into their house and it just felt like this wonderland. And I was so surprised at how much it excited me to be around people that knew how to express themselves. And I think as I got older, my love of clothes was always there, but I often would feel quite uncomfortable in my own skin and didn't always feel like I had the right body shape. I didn't always feel like I wanted to, I was looked as cool as I, I wanted to be. And even though I was became a lot more confident with all my years in retail of dressing other people, mm. I think there was always a little imposter voice inside of me that was like, yeah, but, you know, you're no clothes horse or you don't really have the body or the, you know, the, the, the natural style. Yeah. But there had been something that had sparked and I just have this strong memory of stepping into that, those people who could really knew how to express themselves. And I just thought, I want to work out how to do that for myself and I don't think I consciously knew it as I went down the path. I was in retail from the age of like 14, I think my first job was. Um, and I always loved that connection, that style can It's interesting you. because people don't often connect self-care with fashion. Mm. They f fashion, I feel, when you, when you were at school, nobody taught you how to dress. Nobody really taught mm. you what style and fashion was about. So it became a bit of a luxury. And I think when we're discussing self-care, it's so important to feel good about who you are. And we never think about how we can learn again. So what you're doing, especially if you've said you have taught yourself how to empower you, mm. yourself through style. Well, massively. And it all kind of came to a, I suppose, a crescendo when I had my daughter mm. and put on a lot of weight. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I'm meant to be starting a business helping other people and I just felt like such a fraud so I knew I had to start with me I knew I had to be my first client and that was when I started to do the 30 second 
style challenge every day because I think that when we start to learn we have we evolve don't we as we go through our life so even though there'll maybe be a part of our style that kind of stays consistent it does it it does evolve and change and styles also change and we often will want to kind of stay up to date with that person that's evolving and it's a lot easier I think when you're in your teens and you've got that time to explore but as life gets busier and things get more challenging um, and I think really my going back to your question of what my philosophy is, is what I've learned over the years from running the business is that I really believe that we all have a style instinct. I really think, I think we've been almost trained that personal stylists come along and tell you what your style is. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm really passionate about is almost the blend of the two. I want to help you discover what your own style instinct is and show you how to put it into place. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's a far more empowering thing than... This, these are the colours you have to wear mm-hmm. to be successful. These are the shapes you have to wear. Yeah. I think that people actually know, and it's just my job to kind of help them pull it out. It's a completely new spin on what people consider personal styling to be. Like you say, you, it used to be you'd go to personal stylists and they would say, wear this and wear this and let's put you in this and ta-da. And you just trusted them and went with it. And what you're trying to do is try and give us the skills to be able to find our own, whatever my thing is. And I, I honestly, I'm such an advocate of it. But just going back to something you mentioned, the 30 second challenge. Yes. Tell me, what is that? Well, I think when you, when you are so short on time yeah. and also when I think, if you are in a place where you're opening your wardrobe and you just feel like I really have nothing to wear, or I don't know how to put it together or, you know, I get I tend to get two extremes with clients. They're either people who've got no clothes or they're people that have got a lot of clothes. Mm-hmm. And it can be overwhelming when you're in both those places. Yeah. Where do I begin? And I think so often beginning with what's already in your wardrobe is the place to start because we've all got something that has not been unearthed for a while you know it's been hidden and you think god you know even just putting on a new pair of earrings that you've not worn for a while so the 30 second style challenge is really about challenging yourself every day you do something to just switch it up to shift it up it should only take 30 seconds so it's as simple as depending on where you're at you know if you're really you know new baby in your life and you really have no time it might be something as simple as having a shower right all the way through to, you know, if you're somebody that is working in a very demanding job, it might be pairing an unusual colour combination or um, switching out your handbag from one day to the next to, to match your outfit. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends on where you're at. But the challenge is use more of what you've got and just change it up a little bit. Use those 30 seconds to just show yourself that you can make a difference. So basically what you're suggesting is bringing something new into your day, whatever it might be. Yeah. Just like treating yourself to something that you would not. So, for example, I would always reach for the same jeans, the same T-shirt, the same hoodie, because I know those three work. Yeah. And those three items went together a lot. What I wouldn't do is wear that hoodie with the dress or wear that T-shirt with a skirt, for example. And they're the sort of challenges, I think, is that what you're talking yes, about, mixing shake, things up? Shake up, um, I suppose, first of all, shaking up the habit that you're in. So like you say, reaching for that sim. So if your first point of co- point of call is always a pair of jeans, mm-hmm. then say to yourself, right, today I'm going to grab that shirt or I'm going to grab that trouser. So start in a different place is a great one. Ah. If you feel like you're, like you're saying, your uniform works well, uh-huh. Then what are you? What are you, how are you polishing and finishing off that outfit? So could it be that you're reaching for a different pair of earrings? Is it that you just don't even moisturize? 
Like it's what is it that you could do that would just take that 30 seconds? Small little changes, small little steps lead to the bigger change and help you start to chip away at what might feel like an overwhelming project to begin. Yeah, no, and I can totally understand what you know, many people probably consider that I am very confident with style because I've been on in people's living rooms on television for so many years, but that's because somebody's told me what to wear. 90% of my working life has been people telling me, this is what your character would wear and this is what you wear when you go on Strictly, for example, or do wonderfully dressed people knowing how to dress me wonderfully. Except when it comes to yourself, there is a shyness mm. because there's an expectation. And so many people don't consider it, even if they, even if a person looks very confident and is extrovert and outgoing, they may not have the confidence in their own style, which is something that I think, you know, people tend to think it's people who are shy or quiet or mm. don't aren't interested in fashion that have this problem. But it's actually a lot of us. It's a lot more people than you think, isn't it? A lot more people. And I think so many people have that feeling of imposter syndrome. Um, I think post-pandemic, a lot of us may be feeling a little bit ashamed about how our bodies are feeling as well. Mm. I see a lot of women, you know, as we go through life and our bodies do change, the shame and embarrassment around those changes and not knowing how to dress for them. Yeah. And like you said, we don't get taught no, this. No, no. And I think we almost feel that we should know, so therefore we don't ask for that help. Yeah. Um, but what I, as I said, what I really want people to feel empowered by isn't to become someone else, but to become their best self. It's to become, um, the kind of the creative person, if that's what they need, or the more polished person or the person with a bit more intention or someone who just feels healthier and looks more vibrant. Yeah. Cause I think that's the other thing, having a successful wardrobe, successful style, I'm not there to define that for them. You know, that's why I'm a style coach, not a stylist. It's helping people right. to coach them to work out. Actually, I just want to feel a bit more energetic in my day to day, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think also what I found and I really did learn a lot from just, you know, watching how you, you operate is. I, I, I think people always think of style as what is your style and you have to label it. Fit you have to say, box. yeah, fit into a box. <laughs> and I think I've always been very mm -hmm. conscious that I'm a lot of styles. Like I, I do like some hippie clothes and I do like some structured clothes and I do like office wear and I do also like very relaxed. And I feel like there was never the permission to be able to be more than one type of style. You were either the kind of person who always did, you were either very colourful or you were very neutral or you're very muted tones or you wore black all the time. And I think it's the opportunity that you, you give people to go be be something different every day. Yeah, and I, I it's interesting you say that because you immediately make, take me back to, you know, I grew up in a time where I was obsessed with Trini and Susanna, the clothes show, bring back the clothes show. I'd love to <laughs> refilm that one day. Um, there was one called Transformation or the Style Challenge, I think it was called. There, yeah. there were so many. But what I often noted, the way that they were teaching about style was, you know, you had to define yourself by a fruit. You know, am I an apple, pear, all that. There was all these boxes that you had to put yourself into and I didn't relate to any of them. I thought, well, I'm a little bit apple, but I'm also a bit pear. And it confused me. And so actually getting to know yourself and your curves or your straight bits and how you can proportion them out um, is way more empowering than thinking I've got to be in that box and what's, what is my specific style? So what I have kind of d developed my method over the last few years is I help people discover their style words. And it's three words. 
So like you're saying, it's not just one. It's not like my style is minimalism or my style is maximalism or bohemian. Yeah. You've got these three words that you get to play with. Yeah. And I mean, I can help. I could take you through the questions if you want that help you. But the first one is basically about how you want to feel day to day. The second one is about how you want to other to be perceived. So is that it's the inward, it's the outward. And then the third one is about, you know, who you're becoming, that intention of, well, I want to feel more creative or I want to make a statement or what's the thing that disappears from your style. And what that allows you to do when you have three style words, not just the one, is that you can then ramp up on the days that you need to be more creative. But you always have to have those three words. And I think it allows people to express themselves truly. But then... It's so clever because it really, that does resonate. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this will know that there are three words that are very different from each other. You know, they don't have to be similar words. You can be serious and you can be fun. Yes. You know, and I think that, that, again, the permission that you're opening up, I feel... A lot of men and women, you know, there are so many stylish men there nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yet there's a crowd of men who didn't catch up and probably don't feel comfortable venturing outside of the shops that they usually shop at. So that brings me to a bit of the shopping, the strategic shopping side to what you bring to the table. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Well, I think it's really important, especially with the environment, that we aren't just going out and shopping, you know, without intention. And it has, that's all of this is coming back. And I think with self-care, why is style self-care? It's really about, well, what do I, asking yourself, what do I need? And it's the same, the wardrobe kind of reflects often what we need in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So just having that intention behind, well, what is missing? And it can be on the, the most basic way of like, well, do I own lots of print? So what's the opposite? What do what do I not own? Oh, what are you lacking? What are you lacking? What is it that you repeat by? Like even just having a level of awareness. If I buy another striped top, my it? husband will yeah, literally throw me out of the house. He's like, another stripe? And I was like, I love them. <laughs> so just even stopping and having that le- level of awareness yeah. of what it is you're, you're buying um, can really, really help you. And have a little list on your phone um of you know is it bottoms you know you just have you got a million and one tops like for me it's jackets I love a jacket because it helps elongate my torso and I have a very very short waist so I kind of get why I do it but I've got to be very intentional with all the other bits that then go on underneath it and stopping and just assessing and even as something as simple as underwear you know we've got to start often there you know do you have pants that you feel comfortable in because if you're putting a pair of pants on, mm-hmm. our clothes kind of feed back to us how we feel about our body. Mm-hmm. And if our clothes are too tight, yeah. then and we get so, I have so many conversations with my uh, with my like, people on Instagram, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the kind of size shame and how well I've they've got to buy a size eight or ten even if that's not their size anymore. And actually, what happens is you feel so embarrassed about having that size when it's just ridiculous because there's no standardization across sizes. Yeah. And actually when we're in a size that fits us, mm-hmm. we look and feel so much more comfortable and, and confident. You're right. I think a lot of women and again as you get older and you have to change sizes, there's a lot of shame attached to that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean I know you have clients in their sixties oh, who yeah. who who are reaching out at this at that age to say I've finally realised that I would like to be guided 
to, to be able to dress in the size that I actually am genuinely rather than pretending that you're the same size you were when you were 30 or 40 you know so I feel like that that isn't a service we've ever really known about you you know you are quite unique in what you're presenting yeah and I think sometimes people it, it kind of feels like a shame they feel ashamed that they can't do it for themselves and it really is something that is actually a real lovely gift to yourself it's this experience that you can take yourself through to kind of welcome in that new chapter mm -hmm. wonderful one of your you know starting a new decade starting a new job you know clearing out is so cathartic really being intentional about what you want to keep and whenever we edit a wardrobe I always say don't think about what you want to get rid of start with what you want to keep Wow. build a capsule wardrobe from what you've already got so pull out all your hell yes pieces and have them hanging up okay. and you'll start to often see i i believe you'll really start to see a color palette start to come from that and this is again i my experience is that people have an instinct for color that is right for them yeah the reason i say it so strongly is because people that have completely opposite coloring to me mm -hmm. honestly see color that I have had to train myself to see. So if I was to step into a shop yeah. and you and I are probably quite similar that we would see very similar colors because like we love the, the high saturation, bright, dynamic colors. Yeah. But you know, something like a really muted pink or sage green, I've had to train myself to see because I just, I, it's not my color, it doesn't suit me. Yeah. But the people that do suit it, they, they gravitate towards it. So I really, really believe that we have that instinct within us. So when you have started to pull out your favorite items, yeah. the, the ones that really light up your soul, that bring you joy, mm -hmm. and that's what it's about. You know, your wardrobe should be a place that we can play and have fun, help you to express yourself. Have those items hanging and just see how they go together. And, and you know, even if that starts with 10 items, five items to begin with, if they're all hell yes. <laughs> I love it. They're the ones to keep hold of. It's, it's just, it's, it's educational. Because like I say, you know, you always think of fashion as being magazines, mm -hmm. size eight models. You know, it's an aspirational image that commercial life has, you know, it's always been there, hasn't it? Gorgeous women, gorgeous outfits. And you kind of park yourself in a very more mundane, average place because we aren't all models in vogue. Mm -hmm. And I think when you go back and look at wardrobes and style and accessories and little things that you say, small habits that you mm -hmm. increase in your life that make you feel better, it does, it really significantly improves your mental health. I've felt better just by putting a pair of yellow earrings in that mm -hmm. make me w want to carry on in the day. I mean, if you go back to our primeval days, if we were in the community and we became invisible, then we were no longer needed. And I think one of the things that's so important is our visib visibility, especially now that we're in homes more, we're working from home. I think that happens a lot if you become a new, like I'm referring back to my experience with becoming a new mum because you're inside. But even if um, you're, you're kind of, your body's changing, your visibility it seems to diminish as we get older, whereas it should become more important, the wisdom that we bring with our years and the knowledge that we bring with our years, yet often we kind of hide behind um, a kind of a blank or canvas yes. when in actual fact it's about, and it's not necessarily that for everyone they want to be going around head to toe in bright green. No. I'm not here saying that everyone should go around in colour, but it's understanding what colours impact and help your mental health because there is no doubt that when we start to be more visible, 
we have more confidence to go out and achieve our dreams, to achieve our goals, to be part of our communities. And I think often I see with women that they're so kind that they don't want to outshine others. But I really want to encourage people to be the inspiration, be the person that kind of helps lift other people because style is such a beautiful way to connect with people. Yeah. You know, often you... conversations start yeah. by lovely jacket or I like your shoes or I like, you know, that is, it's a really comfortable starting ground for yes. people, isn't it? And so if you can inspire. And if you're, you know, if you're someone that struggles with colour and what goes together, you know, I always say, well, go back to nature. Nature is our biggest teacher. Step into your garden or your local park, go and have a look at the flowers. What colours all go together? What sits together? Because that will often teach us what will work. And again, you will be drawn to the flowers that suit you. Nice. This is a <laughs> you know, really interesting. And I get a lot, you know, when I've had women who it's like style is completely foreign to them. Yeah. Do you have I, clients like that? Oh, massive amount. And I think it's very, it feels very overwhelming. It's like, well, how do I help them find their entry to style? Mm -hmm. So I had a photographer once and for her, she used, yeah, it was like she went out and photographed, you know, nature. And I was like, great, there we go. There's our entry. And it's finding your entry. Um, for you, it might be that you've got a lot of, um, uh, you know, art around you. You're somebody that collects a lot of art or you may love pottery or you may love um, glassware. But I really encourage people to look at the aesthetic items. So before I even start with people's style, mm -hmm. one of the first things I get them to do in their questionnaire is to take a picture of their five favorite aesthetic items. Mm -hmm. So this isn't their clothes. This is just items that they own and fill up their soul and light them up. Yeah. Because when we start connecting with that instinct, yeah. again, rather than this, I should be wearing this, yeah. I, it becomes more aligned with who we are. It becomes, fills up our soul more. Soul more. Um, and of course, we have to take into consideration the environments we're stepping into. Yeah. Um, and reusing clothes i find mm -hmm. that another one part of your whole philosophy is using things that you've never used in a way that you've never used before you know like changing it off what you already have changing it off. Mm, and i love i love that it's amazing how many outfits people have in their wardrobe that they're that are going unworn i mean we it is that whole the the kind of adage that we have 28 we wear 20% of our wardrobe, 80% of the time. And there is so much fun we could be having. But the problem is, it's coming back to giving ourselves the permission to have that time to do it. I had so much guilt for a long time that I was a stylist. I found it really difficult and still sometimes do because obviously I spend a lot of time on clothes. I'm thinking, is this what, you know, am I teaching my daughter that this is what we should just be caring about is our outer appearance. But I know from the work I've done that it's not a frivolous act. And I know that when I can express myself, when I can turn up in my full vibrancy, um, I feel healthy and happier. Um, and I really feel strongly that if we can get out of this place of it feeling frivolous and actually allow ourselves to have a little bit of time yeah. spent, you know, in the wardrobe, having a play, yeah. having fun, um, even if you're just going to stay indoors all day, just dress up even for yourself in your own home. Our brain needs those signals to say, right, it's action time or it's time for us to get ourselves together. Mm -hmm. If we're living in our pajamas, our, we're not going to be able to switch in and out. It's going to be far harder work. Yeah. Have that shower, you know, get yourself ready for your day. You'll flow into your day so much, so much easier. So 
going back to the strategic shopping side of stuff, which is really helpful, I know, uh, but given everyone's budgets are changing every day, um, you know, with everything that's going on, how do you think we can be a bit more clever about how we shop? I love that question. I think the word clever is definitely what we need to lean into. And that's really about taking a little bit of time around it. What I would say is that if we, we buy cheap, we buy twice. So slow down your shopping. And I, this might not be the message for everyone because there'll be some people out there who are thinking, I've not done any shopping in the last three, four years. So at the moment, I'm speaking to those of you who, who do do a lot of shopping. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come and maybe give some advice to the, the ones who, who don't. But if you are somebody that is doing a lot of shopping and you're just impulse purchasing, just stop and ask yourself, why am I, am I shopping like this? What's actually going on? Maybe I'm feeling something that I don't want to feel. So stop there and really start to say to yourself, right, if I've got lots of clothes, what is it that I feel like I'm missing? So what do I struggle? What's your stuckness when you're getting dressed? And often it's about a belief that we've got about ourselves. Well, I just, I don't suit trousers or I don't suit um, dresses. That's mine. Mm. Um, And really it's about saying, okay, well, I'm just going to completely focus in on that one problem first and get very clear about what that one problem is for you the next thing I would say is don't then start going the cheapest place first go to actually the place you probably can't afford it's maybe going to sound a little um controversial but it's really important that when we have got less money to spend on clothes that we are wiser and more discerning about what we're purchasing so that means we have to up our knowledge on how what good quality is and how things cut are cut well because I would say then if you can understand that well I don't know a pair of um jigsaw I'm doing a lot of work, work with jigsaw at the moment so they're at the top of my mind a pair of jigsaw trousers always fits me really well mm-hmm. and you've gone in there and tried them on and you know they're they're good you could then get yourself on to thrift plus debop ebay go into your local pre-love store you know go into um you know high street uh, charity shops and have a look for a pair of jigsaw trousers you'll understand that the fabric quality is higher the way that you know that they've cut them suits your body but then you've got that kind of you're not lessening yourself and I think often what's happened to me when I've been in periods where I've had less money I've often got into the habit of then buying cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and I feel worse about myself when actually if I just slowed it all down and thought right I'm going to have one new pair of trousers I'm going to love and are going to fit me well and I'm going to work out what brand suits me and buy that quality and make quality the focus right. it's amazing how much how many clothes are available to us at a very far more affordable yeah. level that's brave that's good and I, I, yeah I hear what you're saying there there's a great app that's just um been set up not that long ago called Moonsift and it's a bit like Pinterest mm-hmm. um, and you can pin your items that you, you're loving and it gives you notifications on when they go down in sale <gasps> So that's quite a fun one. And they've just introduced the app on the phone. So if you're somebody that loves a bargain, you know, and I love places like the Outnet are great for, you know, if you want designer at a reduced price. There's so many. I'm always talking about kind of pre-love fashion on my um, stories. But I think almost become up your quality. And what about for the women or men who are who are not good shoppers, who haven't, who don't buy a lot, who are, who are you know, you said there were two extremes, the people who... Yeah. by impulse buying and those who 
really don't see shopping as anything in that's in the, on their radar. They'll let somebody else buy their clothes for them. Yeah. How did they get out of their rut? I think you've got to go into kind of style detective mode first before you hit the shops. So that means saving a few photos that you love when you think, oh God, I love what they're doing. I love that style. Mm. Have maybe a collection of five to 10 photos that you think, right, stop. What is it that's all similar about these? Is it that they've all got a piece of tailoring in them? Is it that you really love colors? What are those colors? Right. So get into that style detective mode and then hit, give yourself maybe 45 minutes to an hour and just go and walk around if you can find a shopping centre or, you know, your local town and just even sit in a cafe. Mm -hmm. What are people wearing? What are you drawn to? Step into a shop with absolutely no intention of purchasing. Don't put that pressure on yourself and just say, what am I drawn to? And just think, is it what colours stand out to me? Maybe yeah. try on a couple of, warm yourself in slowly yeah. and get clear on what it is you like. That's great. I mean, this leads me into asking, like, you're giving to so many tips in everything you're saying. Have you got a top five that you could tell <laughs> our listeners? <laughs> okay, top five. We can do top five. Okay, first one. Um, you know, a big part of this, what is style self-care is really about us caring and looking after ourselves mm -hmm. and caring and looking after our clothes. Often, I would say the way that people's wardrobe look is often a manifestation of how their general self-care is. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, tip number one is pop your wardrobe into colour order. So take it through the rainbow, have your, I wouldn't put your navy and dark black together, so have your two darks separated. Mm -hmm put colors together and that is an amazing way for you to see new color combinations that you hadn't thought about for you to just have a really pleasant experience when you open those wardrobes of like hello <laughs> you know you want to almost create that slightly boutique feeling for yourself um, and I think also you start to see where your gaps are in your wardrobe like oh my goodness I have got so much blue I love purple I haven't got any purple so you can kind of also start to love see that. that. That's a great tip. Um, and do put them all on a velvet hanger. It's oh. just a side, yeah. Just they're very cheap. TK Maxx, Amazon. And they're thin. They're thin. You get way more in there and it just gives you that nice seamless feel. Um, tip number two is to get to know yourself and understand what you want to feel in your clothes. So when I talked about finding your style words, it's that first question. How do you want to feel? cool sexy energetic vibrant what is that word for you you're not allowed confident and comfortable because that is what your style word should do for you and if you can't work it out think about what you don't want to feel so you don't want to feel frumpy mumsy um unelegant and it's the opposite of whatever that is right. okay tip number three start with the small tweaks so the 30 second style challenge you know, what are those little bits that you've forgotten about? Do you Have you got out the habit of putting a bit of lipstick on or putting your moisturiser on or, yeah, getting your nails done, flossing your teeth? I mean, again, it, yeah. having an extra glass of water. You know, our style isn't just the outside. It's, you know, it's how we care for, for ourselves inwards and outwardly. Great. Um, number four, get yourself a full-length mirror. I cannot tell you how many people get dressed with no mirror or a mirror that is like... Yes. I've found, found that in many, many different hotels or for friends' houses I've gone to. Not everybody has a full-length mirror. No, and I think that's really where you ask yourself, what are you avoiding? 
what are you ashamed to see? Because so often there is a real deep, we might have learned this from our mums, you know, it's not always our stuff that we've taken on. There'll be messages that we've been given. So really think, well, again, how you embrace yourself. And I think often I see, and I really admire the clients who take that brave step to working with me when they feel scared about looking in the mirror. Mm. Um, so yeah, have a mirror with beautiful light, not in a dark little corner um, and start celebrating your reflection. That's a lovely tip. Um, and the next one is actually about taking a daily photo. Oh. So talking about the mirror, as great as the mirror is, actually, when you're struggling with how things look on you, if you are just looking in the mirror, we can be so overly critical in our heads. It's hard to have that distance to think, actually, how does this all look? So by having taking a photo of yourself and looking at the photo, we can start to be more analytical. So understanding, oh, actually, I can just see that that skirt is hitting me at the wrong place. And maybe if I just get it shortened, it would look better. Or I can really see that that color is really gorgeous next to my face. And you can just be more discerning. So if you find that reflection difficult, then take that daily photo. And also, it's an amazing way that you can save your outfits. So if your outfits, you know, you often will get up and you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to wear today? You've got them already on your phone. And we do that for, I do that for clients. It's a lovely so idea again. Have them all ready to go and it will help you out. Fabulous. I mean, really, all of them are like, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, I think everybody will have something to take away from these tips. And what's also so, you know, impressive is how you have become such a, you know, a style confidence guru and, a, a, you know, a mentor. You're helping people find what they need. And you know what it's like to be on the other side because you yourself went through depression and found your answer through this empowering, you know, process. Massively. I mean, I think stepping into owning your own business and putting yourself out there and having to be visible and going through depression and the inner turmoil. I have a very, very loud inner critic and she comes up to play a lot and I have to really work at how I care and look after myself. So everything that I suggest to my clients, I've been through, I've done it. I understand the challenges with budget. I understand the challenges of time with having kids. But I also have seen how freeing it is to look in the mirror and go, you know what, that, that is the person I'm growing into. That is the business owner that I'm becoming. Um, I want every woman to feel comfortable, every man and woman, I should say, to feel comfortable in their skin, to feel at peace with their reflection. Um, that's such a lovely way to put it. Honestly, it's, a, it's got so much more depth to it than somebody going, oh, somebody's helping me how to dress. It's just got so, it speaks, it speaks to self-care, you know? Yeah, one of my clients said it's style with soul. And <laughs> I thought that was a really lovely way of putting it. That's great. You know, we want to step out the house with pure confidence, but confidence isn't a constant. We kind of, we have to work at it. And it's something we don't always feel up for the day and we don't always feel in the best place, but clothes, I believe, can kind of fill the gap. And yeah. so if you're having a down day, then use that wardrobe as a tool. You know, what do to I need? lift you up, yeah. What do I need from it? It's like an than... extra bit of support in yes. your life. I think yeah. it's amazing. I'm so glad. I feel so lucky to have chanced upon something like what you do because it really has, it's a trigger that has sent me on a really interesting path and I'm, 
can't thank you enough and I really hope you've helped anyone who's listening yeah they can find you oh thank you and I'm I'm sure people will look into more ways that you know you can help them um we'll put all the details in the show notes I'd like to thank you so much for your time, for your smile, for the colour that you brought to the (laughs) podcast today and all the expertise. And thank you so much for being my guest. Thanks, Sinatra. I just wanted to finish by thanking my partners at Leafyard for helping me bring you this podcast. Leafyard is an amazing mental health and wellbeing application which helps you to change the way you think in order to change the way you feel. It uses behavioural science techniques to motivate you to make small daily changes and develop healthy habits that lead you to feeling better every day. It really is so easy to use and it offers a great range of tools and techniques that mean it can work for everyone, whether you're struggling or whether you just want a bit of extra help to keep your brain in great condition. Leafyard are passionate about helping people to look after themselves and try new self-care techniques, which is why they're offering my listeners 20% off their subscription using the code SENETRA at checkout or by visiting leafyard.com forward slash SENETRA. Everyone can try Leafyard free for 14 days, so why not give it a try?